The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my so God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome in, everybody, to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. It is Tuesday. August 22nd, full 15-game slate to dive into. Brendan Glasheen joined by Anthony DeBundo and pinch hitting for Sean Zarillo today. Tanner McGrath. Zarillo's had some uh, internet issues uh, this mm-hmm. morning. So uh, Tanner, kind enough to slide in. And I only make mention of that, Tanner. You were great last Friday when you gave out uh, some picks. The, the Royals, they delivered for us. We mentioned that on yesterday's show. But uh, – it's my way of saying also that Zarillo is still in the app and putting picks in there. So uh, Sean is uh, functioning on that level, but just his internet is not. So you can find Zarillo there. Payoff pitch comes your way Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays during the baseball season. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. A month and change to go in this regular season. Tabundo, where are we landing today for a best bet with every team in action? <laughs> Well, Zarillo knew he was going to have to try to come on the show and convince people to bet Kyle Harrison uh, as a short road dog in Philadelphia, and he he opted against coming on as a result. So I don't blame him. But uh, fake news, Debundo. Fake news. I'm, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Twins minus 105 at BetMGM against the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, little local rivalry here, uh, interleague matchup. Uh, I think that. Uh, Bailey Ober is considerably better than Wade Miley. And, and Miley's always been a guy that has consistently done a solid job of home run suppression, keeping the ball in the ballpark. Uh, you know, he had sub one per nine home run rates the last three years, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Uh, and two of those years he pitched in Cincinnati. So a pretty impressive uh, showing for him. But you are starting to see the home run rate creep up a little bit this year. Uh, the fly ball rate has gone up. The ground ball rate has gone down. So Miley, who's been kind of a weak contact wizard for a long time, just isn't quite as good at getting those uh, grounders, those weak plays. And and Minnesota uh, continues to be a team that I love to bet regularly because their starting pitching is so underrated. They are actually the number one starting rotation in strikeout minus walk rate. And Bailey Ober is a major reason why. Uh, Ober, elite command, 
uh, and actually is getting more whiffs in the zone than I thought. When you look at his underlying profile, he's actually above average at getting swings and misses inside the zone. And he's a guy that fills up the zone a lot, throws a lot of first pitch strikes, gets ahead. And in this matchup against a Milwaukee lineup that's very patient and that doesn't swing as much as most lineups, they're pretty, you know, they're going to take pitches. Uh, I think that'll enable Ober to get ahead in the counts here and, and get some good um, ch- chases as a result because he's also above average at generating chases. Yep. So everything you know points to good good signs for Bailey Ober. The home run problem exists, but I'm a believer in Ober, and, and I do like the Twins minus 105 today. On okay, the road. I was just going to ask about the home run issue. I think it's a yeah. home run now in six straight starts. Yeah, I mean that's just a part of his profile, and uh, it's still you know he's a guy that's consistently outperformed the projection systems on him and and the underlying metrics like XERA as well. So. Uh, I'm a believer in Bailey, and I've I've been a believer in Bailey for three years now. So, uh, consistently betting on him. All right, and for the sake of fairness, Wade Miley has a lot of home run in two straight starts. So, uh, he ain't much better uh, at times, as Tabundo laid out. All right, Tanner, what do you got for us? Let's carry this momentum over from Friday. Yeah, let's see if we can get another winner on the board here. I'm drinking heavy juice. For my best bet today, I'm taking Dodgers first five money line, about minus 200 across the market. I just believe in bright lights, Bobby Miller, so much. I think this is a guy that could win the Cy Young like next season. Um, Number two overall prospect in the Dodgers system, formerly. Beautiful triple digit fastball that he paints consistently. It's the highest average fastball velocity in baseball. No one has higher. It's like 99.2. 131 stuff plus rating across his entire arsenal. Crazy, like low glove side breaking slider, uh, nasty changeup and curveball, and 155 plate appearances ending in non fastballs this season. Miller has a 32% strikeout rate and a 580 OPS against. If he gets strikes with the secondary stuff, the fastball will take the take care of the rest. It all comes together. Last start, he did just that. That I believe he retired like 18 consecutive Brewers at one point. Uh, Six frames of one hit, one run ball on less than 75 pitches. It was masterful. He has a 2.5 ERA and a 3.1 FIP over his last six starts. There's an MLB article out there right now comparing him to DeCrom and Cole. He is that good. And he gets the face off against Thor. I mean, and outside of a Noah Syndergaard revenge game for Cleveland, there's nothing to indicate that he'll perform. Back in Chavez Ravine, uh, he has an 81 stuff plus since joining Cleveland, uh, has allowed 31 of the past 32 base stealers to reach base. I believe that's dating back to last year. And we all know that he has a stolen base problem. Every single turns into a double or a triple. Um, He tries to manage contact because he can't miss bats. Second percentile on strike rate, third percentile on whiff rate. But he can't manage contact either with his sinker. So he just gets shelled. And that's that. Right-handed pitching matchup. So it's impossible not to trust the Dodgers lineup over the Guardians here. Seems clear as day. I will be betting bright lights, Bobby, for years to come. That starts today. I'm not looking to mess with the bullpen matchups here at such high juice, so I want to isolate Bobby over Thor, take the Dodgers in the first half as my best bet for Tuesday. All right. Dodgers have won 13 of 14. They haven't been scoring at the same volume uh, coming off that series against Miami. But, you know, bigger picture, they've been they've turned a corner here in the second half offensively. And Noah Syndergaard, as you said, was previously with the Dodgers earlier this year. For, for a second, I forgot he pitched for the Dodgers this year. I was thinking that was back a year ago, but he was with the Dodgers um, at, to the end of July and then was acquired by Cleveland. So 
chance to fade. No, we, this this podcast since it started last year has been all over Noah Syndergaard in terms of going against him. So, no no surprise there. But laying the juice, okay. I, let me ask you this, Tanner: Are you a proponent of? I've asked Cirillo this too. Have you have you ever are you ever a proponent of of laying the half run or just taking the money line for for um, a big number like that? If it's if it's like if it's like minus two hundred, I'll just take the money line. If if it gets something crazy, uh, I'd consider okay. the run line. But if the if a first five money line is up around like minus two fifty or minus three hundred, I'm usually just not even looking at the matchup anyways. So I think the answer to the question is I mostly just take first five money lines and I'll take the push yep. if I have to. Mm-hmm. No, all good. I'm just I think it's good for the audience sometimes to realize that it it's okay to just take the money line. And you'll f- probably feel better about yourself by the bottom of the fourth inning um, when it's tight. Uh, let's see if we're going to fade the public today. The people, DeBundo, like the Giants <laughs> to bounce. <laughs> the chuckle. The people like the Giants to bounce back and beat the Phillies today. 67% of the bets, 72% of the dollars coming in on San Francisco against Philadelphia. And one of our uh, our underdog segment yesterday with BJ and Zarillo, they were both on the Giants. <laughs> you backed your Philadelphia Phillies with Aaron Nola on the mound. Today's pitching matchup, Kyle Harrison for the Giants and Taewon Walker for the Phillies. What would you urge people to do? Are you going to take the Giants today? Are you going to go against your Phillies? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Second straight day, I think the market's overreacted uh, and has come in hard against the Phillies and toward the Giants. So, look, I think Zerillo made a good bet yesterday. You know, they got like plus 140, I think it was, and, and mm-hmm. that line closed like 120, 115. Um, the Phillies closed right around minus 140 at a lot of shops yesterday, and I just thought it got really cheap uh, on Philadelphia. Uh, and I understand that Harrison has really good stuff, but, I mean, there is nothing in his profile – that suggests his command is any good or even major league level or that he's going to be able to get through this lineup multiple times. I mean, the Phillies, they do chase more than most lineups, but if his first pitch strike rates are as bad as they were in AAA, he's just not going to ever be ahead. And that's going to be a major problem for him uh, in this outing. Uh, you look at his, uh, just his fan grabs grades. Uh, he's been demoted a lot in the minors and and in terms of his uh, prospect ranking because of the command. So 30 grade command and future grade 45 the fastball and the sli- and the slider are elite pitches, but again, like 91 location plus in AAA, it's really alarming. Uh, and the fact that he hasn't been able to go deep into games, the question is to me: is that a choice because he, you know, he doesn't throw enough strikes, or is it a hey, the Giants kind of knew he was going to be coming up in like this three to four inning role, and they don't really see him as a major league starter either? Because I think that's a possibility. And they're just kind of throwing him into the mix as like a guy we think has good stuff and can get some outs for us because their pitching staff is getting really stretched uh, because of this two-man rotation they've been running. Uh, And I I really, you know, Taiwan Walker is an interesting case because on one hand, you could say, well, Aaron Nola is better than Taiwan Walker. And so the fact that it was going to be a Manaya bullpen game last night, uh, is that better or worse than Harrison? Therefore, you know, the the number being about the same tonight is, you know, about warranted. But I think that Harrison has a lot more downside risk than Mania because there's a chance he blows up completely and just can't find the zone. And then then what? You know, the Giants don't really have uh, a ton of bulk behind him available tonight. So I think there's real questions about what this looks like for them trying to get 27 outs tonight behind Harrison, who I think only throws like four innings. He's never thrown more than 65, 70 pitches in the minors. So 
the Phillies with Taiwan, you know, he had a dead arm. They gave him extra time off. He threw a bullpen. Uh, they they said that the numbers, uh, what they were looking for, were back to what they expect from him. But the stuff has been decreasing this year, and the zone contact rates are up. So it hasn't necessarily been a great, you know, showing from Taiwan. But uh, the Phillies have a significant offensive advantage here, in my view. Uh, given the Giants' current lineup, uh, and their high-leverage bullpen hasn't been used in two days either. So they do have most of their top guys available behind Taiwan as well. So I, I would be more inclined to lay it with the Phillies at minus 140 now, 138 out there, uh, because I think the market's just come way too far down on the Giants again, and I, I don't think Harrison has major league command. Tanner, any faith in the Giants today with Kyle Harrison on the mound? I think uh, Tabundo nailed it when they said the the market's come down a little bit too much because I do I, I do kind of lean Giants here at like plus money I think if the line was a lot higher I'd probably find myself on the Giants I just think that that Walker's um success comes from like like deceptive changes and like his wacky pitch mix I don't really see I don't think he has the stuff to be like a, a good pitcher I, I kind of find myself against him a lot but the Giants have not been hitting. I mean, this lineup is pathetic, as Anthony alluded to. A 613 OPS and a 69 WRC plus against righties over the past month. Those are both last in baseball by like a wide margin. So I got nothing here. I got no faith in either squad. Yeah, I think one other interesting thing, you know, the guys who do hit in this Giants lineup, Wade and, and Conforto and Peterson, Yep. The Phillies do have three lefties that they can use in their bullpen in high leverage situations. Uh, Strami's probably not available, but Soto and, and Alvarado are two elite left-handed arms that they can use at any point. Uh, and I wouldn't be shocked if they're getting multiple at-bats against lefties tonight too after the fifth inning. So uh, the the Giants have put themselves in a weird spot where they have so many platoons. Uh, but when, you know, it's it's harder to find two productive players to fill one spot than it is one who can hit both. And so they've kind of boxed themselves into a weird corner here where, uh, if if your right-handed version of Jock Peterson isn't hitting at the moment, you can flip that matchup and really cause some problems. And the Giants' injuries have hurt too, but yeah, this has not been a good lineup. Uh, and the bottom half of the lineup, it's a lot of young guys, a lot of unproven guys, and a lot of uh, you know guys getting exposed who didn't really pop in the minors either. So uh, there's a limit to what they can do. And and uh, the Phils at home, you know, have been an excellent team this year. So yeah, well, and Debundo, to your point. I uh, see Zarello. I'm looking at the app. Zarello's on the Giants, but the price has come down from where he bet it. The, the Giants now at BetMGM are plus 110. Zarello bet uh, the first five in the plus 130 range, plus 128, full game, plus 134. So uh, similar trajectory to yesterday where line opens, you get a better number, and you, you alluded to that with BJ and Zarello, and now the numbers come down. So maybe there's just... Maybe there is a side where you come back in on, on the Phillies if you wait. Yeah, I'm about to log minus 135 in the app. Okay, there you go. And that's the price right now at BetMGM. Very good. Uh, we talked about this off air. How should I be feeling? <clears throat> I mean, I'm sorry. How should everyone be feeling about 88 and a half wins under? Um, you know, the, the Phillies that's, are on pace that, for That means Tanner not good. Phillies are on pace for 88 right now. Hmm. So it probably comes down to the last week, and it comes down to whether or not the Phillies have already clinched the four uh, seed, which I do think they'll probably do in the final week, uh, depending on the Cubs and the Brewers and the Giants. But they will probably not start any of their top guys that final weekend in New York. And the Mets, you know, as much as we've made fun of the Mets, they still have a good lineup when everybody's healthy. Um, and so they will be you know, favored to win a lot of those games. So I think it'll, it'll come down to the wire. It's going to be a sweat. 
and we'll see. Hopefully, 88 is a perfect number for me, and uh, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, Pakoda makes it 87 and a half. So it's going to it's going to come right down to it. But yeah, I, I I have faith. I think Anthony's right. Yeah, they do play a lot more of their final uh, games at home. They have like eight more home games than road games, so that certainly plays in their favor. Uh, but they have a couple tough road trips. They still go to Atlanta, San Diego, Milwaukee. Uh, they they do have some tough roadies left. So to San Diego, really consists as being tough. Well, they're the best team in the league according to according to the market. So. <laughs> And like you said, having that three-game cushion for the top wild card spot is there. There's really no room for growth. They're not catching Atlanta, so they could rest guys and manage their rotation to set up for that first playoff series, as you said. Yes. Tankathon tells us that the Phillies have the 11th toughest remaining strength of schedule in MLB, which should be enough. I think we got enough. About average, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now I have faith. I feel better. Underdog for today, DeBundo. Where might we be looking? Where's my dog? Uh-huh. Where's my dog? Where's my dog? I, I actually, I saw your pick in our dock, and I had to make sure that it wasn't Tanner, but it's you. You like the fish today. Yeah, Tanner, are you on the fish? I, I won't take up too much of your time because this is your bet. I will be backing the fish, as everyone knows who follows me on Twitter. I have an addiction to betting on the Miami Marlins. I love them so much. They're my favorite team. Um, Luzardo scares me, but this line is way out of control when they're playing yeah. against the Padres. And I'm sure you'll go into that here. Yeah, I'm expecting a rise back. Uh, we do expect him to play today. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, he should he should play. I'm pretty sure. He like cramps yesterday, like he was just dehydrated, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but stomach I, cramp or something. Yeah, that doesn't concern me. That would be a big loss of the lineup, of course. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I said this uh, – I've, I've been saying it's like a broken record. Just keep, just going to keep betting against the Padres if the market continues to price them as as the team that they're not. Uh, and and they won last night. You know, Hassan came hit the big grand slam. Weathers couldn't throw a strike. It really hurt. But uh, you know, another huge dog price. I get a better starting pitcher. And look, Blake Snell. We had this conversation a couple weeks ago. Like he has started to come down this mountain a little bit with the walks, and the walks are going to ultimately be his downfall as they always are. And, you know, when we had this conversation at the beginning of the season and it was like, well, Snell's not the same as look at his swinging strike rate, look at his strikeout rate. And then he had that insane run. Now, you know, he's settling somewhere in the middle and the, the middle tells me that he's walking 5.1 guys per nine this year. And that makes you a huge risk as a big favorite uh, this, you know, overall. So the overall profile on Snell, you know, we know what he is, but like the swinging strike rate is the same as it's always been. So like the stuff is the same. But the first pitch strike rate is down. The zone rate is way, way down. Uh, and the Marlins do have some swing and miss and chase in that lineup. But uh, if Snell's not getting ahead, he's got to come in the zone. He can get hit pretty hard by this lineup. They do have a lot of slugging. so uh, and, and they're in their better offensive split against left-handed pitchers. So uh, I'm going to go with Miami once again. I'm probably going to bet them every game this series. Although I have not looked at the pitching matchup for Wednesday yet. But uh, I will probably be on the Marlins every game. And Blake Snell, uh, for those interested, if you did end up taking a, a, a swing on Blake Snell to be the Cy Young winner of the National League, he is the second favorite, plus 220. Zach Gallen of the Diamondbacks is at plus 170. That feels and like Anthony, it's a um, according to one Action Network app, I think we will be getting a Sandy uh, start on Wednesday. So. I believe the Marlins will be an auto bet tomorrow if that ends up being the case. It's Rich Hill. Oh, man. 
Maybe not. So maybe the price will make a little more sense tomorrow, and the the price will not factor in that the Padres are the best team in baseball. There's a market out there already with Miami lined as the underdog in that game. <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> I will. That will not be the case for very long. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, as much as we like to encourage people to uh, bet against the Padres the rest of the way, uh, we do ask that you uh, bet responsibly and also uh, have good habits when it comes to betting. You should also have great habits when it comes to your skincare, habit stacking, habit hacking, whatever you call it. Our friends at Caldera Lab, I have one of their products in my hand right here. This is the Clean Slate is daily uh, face cleaner. I use it. Tremendous product. Uh, Caldera Lab is here to take your daily skin routine to skin royalty. Take my word for it, or one of the 1,000s, thousands of five-star reviews. You can find uh, our promo code, or you can use our promo code since you listen to our show, Payoff Pitch. Use the promo code PITCH to get our best offer available at calderalab.com. You get 20% off right now. 
at calderalab.com if you use promo code PITCH. Have good habits. So if you want to bet now, if you want to bet the Padres, I'm part of me. Bet against the Padres. Enjoy yourself. But again, do it do so responsibly. Uh, I just want to correct something. The price for the game Wednesday, Lugo looks like he's going to start, not Hill. So that makes a lot more sense. Oh, okay. Still going to probably bet the Marlins, but uh, I have to <laughs> update that. that. That just stood out to me. There's no way Rich Hill would be minus 130 against Sandy Alcantara. Excellent. Yeah, Seth Lugo makes a little more sense. I'm happy you brought that up because we don't record on Wednesdays. So, um, but like I guess, you know, you always find these guys on the app and they'll we'll be betting there. Okay, final bets before we go. DeBundo, you already mentioned the Phillies uh, in our Fade the Public segment. It's Dinger t- I buried the lead. It's Dinger Tuesday. You got a couple options for us today. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, we only have two Dinger Tuesdays left. This is the penultimate Dinger Tuesday, assuming that uh, the same protocol from last year is followed, which is that they didn't do it in September. But uh, there's a couple that, that struck out to me. Why, uh, they, why is that the case? That's just how they do it. Okay. Football. Football is king in this country. Everybody cares about NFL and college. We must bow down to the great football once the games kick off. You must stop caring about every other sport. You sound like Michael Leboff of the Wonder Goal podcast. Yeah, well, I, I'm coming around to his sentiments, even though I do love NFL Sundays. You, uh, okay, never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I've got – just go. <laughs> it's, just so, it's just so oversaturated. But that being said, uh, I, I do uh, have a few picks. My column will be out later this afternoon. Uh, Brian Reynolds is six to one against Adam Wainwright. Now PNC park is the hardest home run ballpark to hit. If you're a right-handed batter, left-handers, it's pretty close to league average. Uh, Reynolds will hit mostly from the left side tonight. Uh, Wainwright, I mean, everything in the profile is really bad. Career high zone contact rate, 93% swinging strike rate, sub five. Uh, he just can't miss bats anymore. And so he is giving up more homers than ever, less strikeouts. Everything's wrong with Wainwright. He's basically done as a starting pitcher. Uh, and as an MLB arm, but uh, Reynolds is six to one, which I thought was kind of shocking because Reynolds has a career high barrel rate. He's over 10% up to 12 this year, strikeout rates down. So Brian Reynolds, six to one, Jordan Alvarez, we're getting a discount on him. I think, you know, he's priced right next to Kyle Tucker, which look, I love Kyle Tucker, but like Jordan has probably 10 more homers a year in him in terms of like baseline projection. And, and Jordan's been bad for the last three weeks, 600 OPS since August 8th, but it's still Jordan Alvarez and the underlying barrel rates and max EVs are, just where they should be. So I think he'll be fine. Uh, Carlos Correa plus 540 against a lefty in Miley. I talked about his home runs that have kind of crept into his profile this year. Correa is another guy. You know, he hasn't been himself this year, more ground balls, but he is hitting the ball hard lately. Uh, and the barrel rate is right around his career average too. So I think there's more power to come from Correa. The bad X likes him too. 131 WRC plus projected rest of season. So I think Correa is fine. I think he'll be fine. So I'm going to go with those three, and then you have to read the column for the other two. Um, Dinger Tuesday, last second to last of the season. Big market tease by DeBundo. Uh, you can find the Dinger Tuesday right up actionnetwork.com, Action Network app. It's a nice look, think on your don too against Chris Sale. I know uh, Chris Sale mentioned on the podcast it happened. Uh, it wasn't BJ. It was me. It's my fault. But yeah, Anthony, will will you be looking at um, one of your uh, Favorite Tigers today in the Cubs game against Smiley? Like Torkelson. Uh, uh, yeah, the number's very low. Uh, okay. you're, you're buying them at the peak here. Also, it's uh, it's Tanner Houck, not Chris Sale for the Red Sox. Oh, you Sale's tomorrow. You my bad. Yeah, tomorrow. Tanner Houck. Um, my bad. You had me shook there for a second because I was like, I don't no, like my fault. Jordan Sales at tomorrow. plus 380 against Chris Sale anymore, but I realized it, it is Tanner Houck. So Houck has a major, major split problem. Can't get lefties out. Uh, it's been a career-long issue for him. Uh, so uh, I wanted to bet. Torque, but uh, 
plus I think there's like plus three twenty out there. It's like kind of kind of low. Um, so no, yeah, that's crazy. Do that and it's a lefty, so we can't do my boy Carrie, who I bet every week. I was just um, yeah, I was just going to ask about Carrie because that's your guy. Yeah, he, he homered. Yeah, but he homered a couple days ago. He homers every day except Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. All righty, and uh, Tanner, we got one more look from you. It's a total play. Yeah, I like the uh, Orioles and Blue Jays under eight. You can get close to even money, minus 105. Uh, Zarilla makes this total like 7.8. The wind is blowing directly in at Camden Yards today, about eight miles per hour. Grayson Rodriguez takes the mound for the Orioles and has been dominant since returning from his minor league stint. Well, stint, well, maybe not dominant, but relative to where he was in the first half. Over his past six starts, he checks in with a 3.03 ERA, 128 stuff plus, 30 strikeouts and 35 innings. His fastball looks 100 times better than it did before. It's like night and day watching it, keeping it high in the zone. It's nearly triple digit, has good movement. Hitters are swinging right under it. 33 whiffs on that pitch over the past five starts. The Jays are starting uh, Yusuei Kakuchi. Um, yep. I know that we have talked a lot about him on this pod and in the Action Network realm in general. He has the stuff. Uh, he has above average good stuff. A 120 yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's not hitting ball. people. Yeah, on his hard fastball. Uh, his slider location has been top tier lately. That's what I've noticed. And all of his secondary location, really, which he's pairing with his good fastball. So he's just hot right now. I mean, he hasn't allowed more than one earned in a, in a start in six straight outings. That's 35 innings of 1.3 ERA ball, 36 strikeouts to eight walks. These are two hard-hitting offenses, yes. Um, but I don't know uh, how many games has Bo Bichette played. He, he might not be fully stretched out yet. I don't think Cedric Mullins is back yet either. And these are two fully rested bullpens. Uh, Romano, Cano, Batista, Hicks, they'll all be available. Uh, over the past two weeks, Toronto checks in with a 1.8 reliever ERA and a .94 reliever whip. That is worth something. And, hey, these two guys, they faced off against each other last week in the same exact game. Both were, were good. Kikuchi went six deep with one earned. Uh, Grayson went five and two-thirds with three earned. The bullpens held it down. Final score was 4-1 Jays. Yep. Expect more of the same in Baltimore tonight. Uh, take the under eight. Okay. Anything to add to Bundo? I know you've talked about Grayson Rodriguez at times on this podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, – I set aside some money the other day, uh, and I've, I've put a little note that that is going to be the money that I lose on Grayson Rodriguez to win the Cy Young next year. Uh, oh. So I will be betting that. It won't win, but I will, I will probably have a, a ticket on him. Kikuchi, I will probably fade next year because uh, year-to-year command stuff, like people probably regress back to what they are and – you know, Kikuchi could be a, you know, like a breakout guy late in his career, but we've seen a lot more bad Kikuchi than good. So uh, for this year, I'm, I'm, I'm a buyer in Kikuchi, but next year I'm probably out. So, so uh, just to recap, our tickets for next season will be on Grayson Rodriguez to win the AL Cy Young and Bobby Miller to win the NL Cy Young. It's been long. <laughs> we just did a futures episode for 2024 on a random Tuesday in August in 2023. I'm sure Zarilla will have both of those tickets as well. So. And George Kirby is, might just win every Cy Young forever. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, we will go. Tanner, thanks for sliding in today on short notice. Thank you, guys. Always uh, love to come on. If you missed it off the top, Zarello had some internet issues, but he is active in the app, and uh, we will find him, I think, uh, for future episodes. Tabundo's back Friday, and who, who else is here Friday? Whoever decides to make it in, you know, BJ, Charlie, you never know with those two. 
can always count on you, Anthony DeBundo. <laughs> you can read DeBundo's Dinger Tuesday right up, actionnetwork.com, Action Network app. It will be posted very soon, his other picks, in addition to what he has for today. For DeBundo and Tanner McGrath, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for tuning in. We are back on Friday for Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. You all have a fantastic Tuesday, and we will touch base again. Oh, I'm sorry. Backtrack. I'm not here Friday. That's I knew that. I will not be here Friday. Charlie is hosting. That's why I was like, oh, yeah, who's here Friday? So I'm not reliable either, apparently. Charlie's back hosting Friday. DeBundo and maybe somebody else will join. So you all uh, look forward to that on Friday and have a good one. See you later. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.